0: Well, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's EPP bonus episode number 433 of Real Ghost Stories Online. Tony and Dodd with you to relive the warm and happy Thanksgiving memories. Or freaky and shitty and weird Thanksgiving memories. Whatever you want today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That's indeed it is. Welcome to the program and uh, happy Thanksgiving as this is originally airing. Uh, on Thanksgiving of the year 2022. So to those uh, great-grandchildren that I have listening to this right now, in the year 2102, and you're searching Thanksgiving, what were the shows that my great-grandpa did? I'm sure you really give a shit. But if you happen to be that one, that smart one, that's smarter than all the others, and listening right now, happy Thanksgiving in 2104. Uh... I'm I'm really curious as to uh to what life is like out there. Is Barron Trump the president now? Uh <laughs> <coughs> If so, you should have done what I did and moved to
1: Canada or Australia or something. I don't know. A- I think I think by then they'll be speaking in different tongues. It'll be like a beep-boop-boop-beep-beep boop, boop, beep, beep kind of thing. And then they'll they have to take your audio and have it translated into the new language of the world. I think so, it's
0: just going to be a lot of grunts. Just a lot of... <laughs> nah, nah,
1: nah. <sighs> Grandpa. Grandpa uh- talk. Grandpa talk good. Yeah. Kind of like like going back in time. Almost everybody turns into Frankenstein, which is really exactly. weird. Like, yeah, uh, you know that or Jimmy Stewart. It's one of
0: the two when you're talking about old people. Frankenstein oh, or Jimmy God. Stewart. <laughs> like, yeah, I uh, I remember. Uh, you do it hell better better than I.
1: Do. Uh, we we used to do this thing called a podcast. Yeah, we used to sit around with microphones and headphones, and but we'd say stupid stuff, and uh, we get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what the hell are they talking about? I realized that I've only, I've had a lot of jobs in my life, but only in two areas of career choice. One was retail management and Mm -hmm. the other one has been radio. And both of them for the holidays just absolutely suck crap, (laughs) you know, because if you're in retail, the holidays are horrible and we all know why. And if you're in radio, they're horrible because... There's these big switches that happen around the holidays with station sound and commercials that have to change to holiday commercials. And there's all this stuff that has to be done and you just never get any time off. I just, I made re- really bad career choices when I came to taking holiday time off. <laughs> and I almost got into cooking and I, then I
0: started looking at oh, that. God. And I'm like, I'm like, that would be even worse. Like, what am I thinking? And I'm like, I'll learn some more stuff here, but there's no way in hell I'm getting into this industry. And so I found a way to get in that industry by doing a food blog back then. So I'm like, well, I kind of was in that world for a little while, but never really worked in it in it. But yeah, that's, um, it is it is it is rough. It is especially, uh, and I know we've shared this story many a times, uh, when you have the 14-year-old that's in charge of putting the Christmas music together so it plays correctly on your radio station. And it turns out uh, he creates... massively different ways of having dead air for hours on end Um, and in very stupid mistakes and then wants more to do and more power.
1: And, uh, and then he's surprised when people are like, "Uh, you got to fix this shit. I remember it was like, I think maybe the first or second year we did Christmas. We were one of the first stations to really do that. Yeah. And I just remember being like the entire day, just being really scared because I just knew something was going to go badly and I'd have to run in. And, and all of a sudden, in the and it was going fine for a while. and Then yeah. all of a sudden, in the middle of nowhere, there was this uh, R&B rap song that came on <laughs> because the wrong disc and the wrong player was chosen to play. And it was just, Young. oh, my God. You had to code all these things into a computer, meaning
0: uh, you had like six 100 CD changers, if you know what that is. And uh, you would have to put in the program, okay, it's, it's player three, it's disc 52, and it's cut seven. And then, and, you, and and, then you have to put in and, the, yes. length, the length of the song as well right. correctly because then the program knows, okay, we can do the next
1: operation because it's playing it literally off of the CD. It's not playing it off of a hard drive. Um, right. Not not only not only how long the song was, but also when to start the next song before yeah. that song was over. How many seconds yeah. before the end did you start the next element? Yeah. Exactly.
0: And there I am, you know, typing in the lengths of the songs. And oftentimes it'd be like three minutes and 32 seconds. Now I'd be like
1: 33 minutes, two seconds. <laughs> Which meant there were 30 minutes of dead air before yeah. the next thing started. Exactly. Exactly. There was,
0: uh, it was a Christmas where uh, it was amazing because it kept going on all season long. And then we had this other um, whole catalog of Christmas music that we only played on Christmas Day. And then we discovered just how bad I had done because all of a sudden all these other songs we had not played yet suddenly played and they had not, you know, we hadn't worked out the kinks or anything because we didn't play them. And then we had many, many hours of... uh, things not going right. I
1: think you went to the radio station and called me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very special Christmas day. <laughs> a very sp- special edition of Christmas at Double at Sunny 97. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. And we didn't have texting back then. So it was a very kind of
0: angry phone call. But then also, have a happy holiday. And... <laughs>
1: I just want to make you feel like shit I know, I know. for the rest of your day. Now I'll go back to your family. Exactly. <laughs> and I was so afraid I was gonna lose my job. And then we just kind of went on and did the next thing. <laughs> and maybe we remember to fix it for the next year. I exactly. don't remember. But yeah. Oh
0: my goodness. Yeah.
1: Those are the happy holiday memories that we share. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that and Irishes. that's but that's for another ah. when, when we get to christmas uh, we can we can talk about that
1: all right that uh, sounds good all right uh
0: let's go to the first letter we have today on this thanksgiving epp bonus episode of real ghost stories online it starts out hi i've been listening to your podcast for the last few months and started listening in june after my surgery Taking me a long time to be able to talk about this with anyone without breaking down. This may be a bit long, just because there's a lot that has to go into explaining it. Let's start off by simply stating that I grew up in Hawaii on the Big Island, and I've always been very sensitive to the paranormal and spiritual activity. I've had a number of things happen to me that just can't be explained. Let's start off by talking about one of those. I believe that Hawaii is just one of those places that has a lot of spiritual activity. I was always told by my mother that I had a gift. Honestly, I don't know whether it was a gift or a curse. moved out of Hawaii six years ago after my brother was murdered on Thanksgiving Day. At the time, I was in an abusive relationship that have been going on for three years. I did not even pick this story because it had the word Thanksgiving in it. It just happened to fall on Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving. This is a horrible, horrible thing that you have a memory of. Uh, Continuing on, let's see here. Uh, My brother was my person, and whether I felt scared or alone, he was always there for me. My brother was significantly older than me, and he was always there for me. He saved my life so many times I can't even count. He was alive and even now in death. About two weeks before my brother was murdered, he sat down with me and told me that he wanted me to move and leave the island. He told me how beautiful and smart I was. He told me that I wouldn't live forever and he wouldn't be there to protect me forever either. My brother was just one of those people that would make you smile even when you were crying or upset. He'd make you laugh. He told me I had to make a plan that I had to leave my abusive boyfriend and leave the island. I didn't really take him seriously, and I told him I would because he was my hero. I didn't believe he would ever be gone. The night that my brother was shot on Thanksgiving in front of his house, I was supposed to be there. But for some reason, I was super tired that day after working a 10-hour shift. Side note, Thanksgiving is my absolute favorite holiday because you get to spend time with your family. So I cook a huge feast. I was going to bring him food that night. Facebook messaged him, letting him know that I wasn't going to make it. I'd bring it the next day. He didn't respond, but I didn't think anything of it because my brother was like that, and he'd respond when he was ready. The next day, I had to go pick up my daughter's birthday cake because her birthday is the next day. For some reason, my phone didn't work all day, and the only thing that worked was my internet. I couldn't make calls out, and I couldn't text, but I could see Facebook. And I kept seeing an article pop up on my feed about a shooting on Thanksgiving night. To me... It just felt like, oh, another shooting, and I didn't think anything of it until my niece messaged me telling me that she was so sorry for my loss. First, I thought she was talking about my other brother. and I asked her if he was okay. She sent me the article that kept popping up on my feed. I read the article and lost it. I went through every stage of grief there could possibly be. I even believed that he was not gone and that he faked his death, and he'd be laughing at all of us. I went to the morgue and saw his body and it sent me over the edge. I was so close to taking my own life at the time. Never been a drinker or anything, but grief will make you do crazy things. I was driving one night after drinking a lot and he was there with me. I know it sounds crazy, but he was sitting in the passenger seat with me telling me how much of an idiot I was. I drove through gulches with hundred feet drops, and made it somehow safely throughout without killing myself or anyone else. Every night after his death, he made it a point to make me keep my promise. I dreamt of, instead of him being shot, I was shot. I dreamt I was lying on the stairs gasping for air in so much pain, and I was afraid, and I just kept thinking, please help me. When I'd wake up, there'd be a black shadow, a big black shadow of a man standing at the end of my bed. It scared me so bad I stopped drinking and I reached out to an old friend who helped me get into therapy. It was so strange how everything worked out after I buried my brother in January of the new year. I told my ex not to mess with me anymore. I told him that I was done. And if he hit me one more time, it was over. Sure enough, he hit me again and I said enough was enough. I left him and took my two-year-old daughter and stayed with my other brother and my mother until I could get enough money to buy a one-way ticket out of Hawaii. My daughter and I left with the clothes on our backs that day. When I decided to leave Hawaii, everything fell into place abnormally. People who are known for a long time that hadn't talked to me came forward and helped me leave. The dream stopped and the shadow man left me alone. I was able to leave Hawaii with my daughter and move to Portland where I stayed with friends. That's not where this ends either. My brother has shut up several different times, mainly when I'm in danger or really stressed out. When COVID happened, I was a mess. I was laid off from my job. I had no way of supporting my family. I spent days crying, racking my brains and how I was going to keep the roof over my head. One morning, it was about 5 a.m., my fiancé and my second daughter were lying in bed, and I was in the middle. My bed is up against the wall, and my daughter was lying next to the wall. I was in the middle, and my fiancé was facing the door. I was dead asleep, and behind me was my daughter in the wall. And I heard a man's voice in my ear say, boo. My hair by my ear moved. I jolted up in bed. It was not uncommon for my brother to scare me or make fun of me when I was being dramatic. And that's where we're going to pause the preview portion of this week's EPP bonus episode. If you'd like to hear the whole thing, all of our stories. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up through Apple Podcasts and try it for three days free. Get access to this episode, all, all of our, how many are we on? We are like, what, 433 bonus episodes of Real Ghost Stories online, as well as the regular episodes, which number into the thousands. You get all that, all of it commercial free, all of it when you sign up at uh, Apple Podcasts. Just search Real Ghost Stories online and uh, subscribe there and try it for three days free. Uh, You can also try it through Patreon. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or directly through our website at ghostpodcast.com. Check it out and help keep real ghost stories online alive.